season, and they welcome in Eastern Kentucky for the first ever matchup between these two with both teams looking for their first win of this unusual 2020 campaign. Good afternoon, and welcome in to the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium show here live from Johnson Haygood Stadium. As you heard, the Hall of Famer League lays alongside yours truly, Luke Morrow, and we get ready for kickoff today coming up in just about an hour as the Bulldogs enter at 0-2, coming off losses against South Florida, 27-6, and Clemson last week, 49-0, after shutting out the number one team in the country in the second half. Meanwhile, similar start for EKU. They opened up their season back on September 5th. They lost at Marshall 59-0. It was the biggest loss in program history since 1931, when at the time they had lost 99 nothing to Wittenberg, now a Division Three power, and uh, followed that up with a loss at West Virginia, 56-10. EKU off last week, and now here come to town to take on the Citadel for the first-ever meeting between these two, as uh, Eastern Kentucky will not play their first home game until next week. And, Lee, as we get ready for kickoff today between these two similar starts to their you know fall seasons, trying to make the most of it, and for Eastern Kentucky and the Citadel, both 0-2, losing to FBS programs. And I imagine both come into this one today feeling a little bit different, knowing they have a much better chance of actually winning this afternoon. Yeah, we talked about that uh, prior to going on the air today. Both teams have got to feel exactly the same way. that this, They've got this one circled. This is, this is one we've got a chance to win. And if you're going to play games in the fall, as there are not a lot of FCS schools doing, then uh, this is one they've both got circled. So we've got them at home. Uh, got a brand new turf field down mm-hmm. there. We got a lot to celebrate. It. The dogs need to get out of here with a win today. And it is nice to be able to have this, at least this one home game. Uh, we don't know what the spring's going to bring. Uh, the plan is that two weeks from now, the Citadel will wrap up this fall season against Army. But Lee, as you mentioned, this new turf for some of these seniors, maybe the last time they'll be able to play in this building if they're graduating in December and won't be available in spring anyways, or spring football doesn't happen, who knows? So it is nice that the Citadel at least has one opportunity to play here at home in the fall. Uh, no doubt about it. This this new turf project is, is great. Um, you know, it, it looks outstanding down there. I wish pe- more people could be here today to see it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll tune in on ESPN3 and get a chance to uh, see the way it looks down there. But you're exactly right. It, it probably will be the last opportunity for these seniors to play on this field. So it's got to mean a lot to them today. Of course, that means there's probably going to be a lot of emotion involved in this game too, and uh, we got to make sure we control that emotion. We'll continue to get ready for kickoff here on the Ashley Home Store Stadium Show uh, between the Citadel and EKU. Both teams 0-2 looking for their first win of the 2020 fall season, and we'll continue to break it down as we come back to Johnson Haygood Stadium after this word all across the Citadel Sports Network. Now's the time to get a great deal on Select Kubota Subcompact and Compact Tractors. Our reliable, number one selling tractors are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down at 0% APR for 84 months and save up to $1,700, plus no payments for 90 days. Now through October 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. If you're on the hunt for a new Kubota, come see the helpful experts at Steen Enterprises. I'm Adam Steen. We appreciate your business. Garfield Jewelers has been a part of the Citadel family for 97 years. Tradition is a core value of the Citadel and Garfields. Birthdays, graduations, engagements, and weddings are all traditions to be remembered. Alan Garfield, Citadel Class of 57, invites you to celebrate your special moments with jewelry from Garfields, Charleston's personal jeweler for 97 years. Garfield Jewelers, Savannah Highway, across from Nissan. Expect to be impressed. 
During this pandemic, all companies will be trying to save money. The office people are here to help. Does your copier lease cost more than your car payment? Have you thought about replacing your office printers and copiers with newer, faster, even less expensive models? With over 20 years of guiding and educating their customers in the business technology industry, you can count on the office people to give you the most helpful tips to cut costs. Contact the office people today and save up to 30% on your copier costs. Call 843-769-7774 or visit theofficepeople.com to schedule a virtual appointment. This is Micah Ponce, the communications guy with Berkeley Electric Cooperative. And although it may not seem like it, cooler weather is just around the corner. That means it's time to let Berkeley Propane help you beat the winter rush with a preseason tank fill-up or a new set of gas logs. And with hurricane season in full swing, now is the perfect time to consider installing one of Berkeley Propane's whole house standby generators from Generac. So whatever your heating or power needs are, Berkeley Propane is ready with exceptional energy and service. Back on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show here from the Citadel Sports Network. And, uh, well, to, you know, to peel back the curtain, we're broadcasting today from one of the suites here at Johnson Haygood Stadium. And randomly, like a scene out of Poltergeist or something, the TV just turned down with all sorts of static, and now it looks like it's updating. So we're, uh, we're, we're figuring this out on the fly as we go here. We're living the sweet life today from Johnson Haygood Stadium. Trying to navigate through this pandemic of uh, 2020 and play some sort of football in the fall. And today the Bulldogs welcome in EKU, both teams 0-2 to start the season, but losing against two much bigger programs, each team playing one Power 5 team, one Group of 5 team. Now today actually playing a fellow FCS program. In fact, this is only the second game this fall between two FCS programs. And the other one was the very first football game this fall back on August 29th between Austin P and Central Arkansas, and that takes us to today. And, Lee, I mean, we've been able to see the Citadel games, obviously, up close and uh, in person, and EKU, both of their games have been on national TV, but it's, I imagine it's hard to get a real feel for these teams when they play above their level of competition. Two games in, uh, do you have an assessment of feel of, of what we have with these two teams today? It's really difficult. I watched uh, some of both of East, Eastern Kentucky's games. Uh, both of them got out of hand pretty quickly. They... Uh, I think they only forced two punts in the, mm-hmm. uh, the in both games that they played. So, hard, very hard to tell. Just like last week was very hard to tell with us against Clemson. You know, we against their first team guys. That's just, that's just that's oil and vin- oil and water right there. That just it doesn't go together. And uh, and uh, we were able to hang pretty well with their second and third team guys. Uh, the, their second third team offensive guys. But um, same thing with East, Eastern Kentucky. So now that they're both in, back in the same. Uh, basically level, uh, it's a big question mark for me, to be honest with you. Somebody was asking me down downstairs earlier, you know, what I thought. I said, I really don't know because you, you just – in our style of offense, if you can't control the offense, the, the line of scrimmage, then you have a very difficult time against anybody. Well, it's really hard against a team like Clemson, even against their third teamers, to control that defensive line. So that's going to kind of be one of the keys today to see if we can do that and then get back into our normal flow of what we're used to seeing with an offense. Yes, certainly, as we get ready for kickoff coming up at the top of the hour, get to debut the new turf here at Johnson Haygood Stadium. I don't want to date you, Lee, but, you know, back in your playing days, did you, were there any turf fields in the Southern Conference? You ever go out and play on turf? What was, what was the difference? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Western Carolina played with turf. Appalachian State played with turf. Uh, Marshall was in the Southern Conference back then, played with turf. 
Uh, and what we used to do when we traveled to those places, that was back when the University of South Carolina had turf also. Mm. So we used to stop in Columbia and practice, actually, at Williams-Brice just to have a practice uh, on that turf course. That was like concrete at Williams-Brice. And uh, before we went up to play in the different places uh, where we had to play with turf, we always seemed to play pretty well on turf. It's a much faster surface. And uh, now, nowadays, the way the turf is, man, it's just absolutely awesome. Padded and sort of squishy. It's, it's really great to play on. And after all the rain that came through the low country here the last couple of days, also be a nice smoother playing surface this afternoon than some of the parking lots around here that are still donned with puddles from the rain that came down uh, throughout this week. So the Bulldogs and EKU getting ready to go today from Johnson Haygood Stadium with the new-look turf, very nice. The Citadel painted in the uh, end zone to our left, the north end, right below the scoreboard and then on the other side in the south end it is uh, painted with bulldogs in white in the blue end zones and you have the citadel c at midfield which the bulldogs will get to run all across for the first time today when we come back here on the ashley furniture home store stadium show we'll check the scoreboard see what else is going on in college football today as the sec begins their season more schools start to get into the fold and we'll update you on uh, all the goings on in the college football world here on this saturday afternoon when we come back here in the ashley furniture home store stadium show all across the Citadel Sports Network. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. Ashley Home Store semi-annual sale ends Monday. It's your last chance to get up to 50% off or buy today and pay later with 0% interest for 72 months. Shop and save today at Ashley Home Store. This is home. This is former South Carolina quarterback Perry Orr, and I'm ready to call your next insurance play. My team at Brown & Brown has you covered for anything life throws your way. Delivering comprehensive solutions, we protect what you value most. Call me, Perry Orr, to find your gap in coverage today at 803-995-5974. That's 803-995-5974. Hey, this is Credit Card Chris, and I'm the president of SignaPay Southeast. We are the premier credit card processing company located right here in the Low Country. We are changing the way how credit card processing is done. Are you tired of paying processing fees? We got you. You need a new credit card terminal? We got you. You need a new point of sale system? We got you. Are you stuck in a contract? We'll pay it. We've helped thousands of businesses all over the Low Country, and I know we can help you too. Call SignaPay today and eliminate credit card processing fees. 843-884-6884. That's 884-6884. Ashley Home Store semi-annual mattress sale ends Monday. Get 0% interest for 72 months on Tempur-Pedic and Beautyrest black mattresses starting at $25 per month. Only at the number one Tempur-Pedic retailer in North America. Shop and save today at Ashley Home Store. This is home. Back on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium show here from the uh, Johnson Haygood Stadium as we'll check the out-of-town scoreboard here on uh, the pregame show. See what else is going on in the world of college football as we get ready for the Citadel and Eastern Kentucky coming up here this afternoon at the top of the hour. Of course, the SEC back into play starting today as they start their 2020 season. 
And so uh, tonight will be South Carolina against Tennessee going on this evening at 7.30 as the Gamecocks will uh, begin their season just as the rest of the SEC will later on uh, today and throughout the afternoon. And we'll continue to update those scores throughout the afternoon as well on our scoreboard as currently the scoreboard updates uh, lagging a little bit behind at the moment as the Bulldogs and Eastern Kentucky on the field warming up and getting ready for kickoff today. Okay, let's see. Currently going on elsewhere in college football, 13th-ranked UCF is taking on Eastern Carolina. No score. They're just getting started, of course, with the earlier game here for the Bulldogs today. Any games that are going on have just started at the top of the hour. Louisiana ranked 19th in the country today, taking on Georgia Southern, and their scoreless midway through the first quarter. It's number 21, Pittsburgh, hosting number 24, Louisville. And five minutes into that game, Pittsburgh with an early field goal to lead three to nothing third ranked oklahoma taking on kansas state at home five minutes in no score there number five florida is at mississippi with no score there six minutes in uh just starting number 23 kentucky is at number eight auburn today and later on this afternoon you have texas and texas tech at 330 west virginia oklahoma state at 330 lsu mississippi state 330 also at 330 army and cincinnati two top 25 teams will go at it uh, in the SEC, Georgia and Arkansas later on, Alabama and Missouri, obviously the aforementioned Tennessee-South Carolina game, Vanderbilt-Texas A&M, and in the ACC tonight, 7.30 kickoff. Florida State is at number 12, Miami, and at 8 o'clock, NC State visits number 20, Virginia Tech. And maybe for the first Saturday in college football this fall, it starts to feel somewhat normal with more games being played, conference games, top 25 matchups, and in the case of the Bulldogs, an actual home game today. The only one scheduled for the fall coming up against EKU at the top of the hour. When we come back here on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show, we'll sit down with the head coach of the Bulldogs, Coach Brent Thompson, and talk about the importance of having at least this one home game and how the Bulldogs actually match up with this EKU team in the first ever matchup between these two programs. Coach Thompson joins us next on the pregame show after this word from your local sponsors all across the Citadel Sports Network. For over 75 years, Southern Lumber has been building Charleston and the Lowcountry with Anderson windows that look good when the weather doesn't. Talk with the knowledgeable folks at 2031 King Street for that perfect idea for your home. Anderson Windows, performance that aces the test of time. Over 75 years of knowledge and quality. Southern Lumber. Southern Lumber and Newer. Your natural choice for quality. With HomeSmart from Home Telecom, you get the peace of mind of 24-7 security monitoring with the convenience of home automation starting at just $34.99 a month. Get smart control of lights, locks, appliances, thermostat, and more. No matter where you are, the power is in your hands. We call that home, away from home. Right now, save $50 on our most popular equipment package with free SkyBell doorbell. HomeSmart, home automation and security from Home Telecom. Visit homesc.com to learn more. Life's just different on the Carolina coast. It's where we're from and where we live, work, and play. At South Atlantic Bank, we know what it takes to raise a family here, to grow a business here, and to thrive financially while enjoying everything our region has to offer. As your financial partner, we're ready to help you develop a winning game plan, one tailor-made to help you succeed. South Atlantic Bank, a proud sponsor of Collegiate Sports. Visit southatlantic.bank to begin your experience today. 
Equal housing lender, member FDIC. From the beaches to the far reaches of the low country, when it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Rush to Jones Ford in North Charleston to save on your next newer pre-owned vehicle and trust the family with over 100 years of experience to care for your vehicle at our state-of-the-art service and collision center. When it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Jones Ford in North Charleston at the corner of Rivers and Remount, just off I-26, exit 211A. Visit us online at jonesford.com. Back on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show, time now to sit down with the head coach of the Bulldogs, Coach Brent Thompson. And, Coach, as we get ready for the game today, let's first, as always, go back to the last one, uh, the game against Clemson. When you look back at that performance, what were your takeaways? How pleased were you with your team against the number one team in college football? Well, I, th- I thought we had a lot of uh, positive things out of, the, uh, out of the game, especially towards the end of the game. Uh, we didn't quit. I thought we played an excellent second half on defense. Uh, still have our struggles offensively. I wish that we could um, do more to be able to move the football against them offensively. I thought uh, we had our opportunities too. We just didn't capitalize on some of them. We went offsides. We had a couple of um, untimely penalties. Uh, but offensively, we did see Jalen Adams in there. We got some younger guys ready to go. So uh, both sides of the ball, we had some positives about it. And uh, I think there's, there's plenty of good that can come out of it. And we were just happy to be there and playing 16 minutes of football. And now you get ready for EKU today, your first FCS opponent of this fall season. When you turn the tape on, how do you believe your program matches up with this team? I think we're very similar teams. They are a uh, big uh, wide receivers, big running backs. I think they do a good job of trying to mix in the run and the pass. Uh, most likely, they, this is going to be our, our probably our most level competition that we'll have uh, from top to bottom. Uh, offensively, I think we've just got to be able to maintain possession of the football, get off to a faster start. Uh, we had a pretty fast start against South Florida. We just um, shot ourselves in the foot, turned the ball over real quick there. We need to get off to just a little bit of a quicker start and hopefully we'll be able to um, create a little bit of momentum. When you look at this fall schedule, as you mentioned, this is the team that's more on your playing field, only FCS opponent of the fall. So how important does that make this game today? Well, it's very important. It's our only home game. It's ring weekend here for our seniors. Uh, it could possibly be the last time that some of our seniors play out here. Uh, so there's a lot of reasons for it. I think there's a lot of reasons for us to go out there and get the win today. And building off of that, as you said, the lone home game of the fall, how important was it to at least have one of these and go out there at Johnson Hagen Stadium? Well, I thought it was very important. I know it was very important to General Walters and Mike Capasio. Um, and then uh, for us to be able to get a home game, we're just very thankful for that. Uh, we'll thank her for Eastern Kentucky coming down here and agreeing to play us. So uh, we're looking for a good day today, and uh, hopefully we'll come out with a win at the end of the day. Over this past week, were you able to get healthier at the B-back position? Moderately. You know, Clay Harris won't play today. Uh, Logan Brout will be. Uh, he will have some service today. We just don't know how much. At the A-back position, it's something we've talked about each week, about the youth and the guys kind of learning on the on the job. Do you like where they are now two weeks into the season after the Clemson game? No, I think we've got plenty of improvement to go there. Uh, Where we are in relation to what their experience is is probably right about on course right now. Unfortunately, uh, we've had to grow a lot of those guys up. We did have Keontae back last week, which is certainly helpful. Uh, But we're really going to need Keefe and um, Cooper to step up today and, and do a good job for us. The Bulldogs have uh, always been well-disciplined under your watch. 18 penalties so far. How do you counteract that to get those numbers back down? 
well, we've got to eliminate the ones that we can control. You know, the physical play ones, we're going to have those. Um, but we had two personal foul penalties against South Florida. That they were, one was completely unnecessary. Uh, and then we had about six false start penalties. And you know, we're going to get a couple penalties here and there. That's just the nature of it. We had a, a, you know, a major chop block penalty last week as well. That's, kind of, uh, that's going to happen in our offense right there. Uh, we've got to get better control of the ones that are the pre-snap penalties. When you go up against EKU, and again, it's hard to compare this game to the last games because of the level of competition, but you know, just how important will it be to get this offense into the end zone for the first time this year? Well, it's very important, and we've got to do it early. We've got to do it often. It's um, something that we just got to get over the hump on at this point. Lastly, Coach, we always end with what are your keys to today's ball game? Fast start, uh, play as fast as we possibly can on offense. Uh, defense, get them off the field, create a couple of turnovers, uh, and create some short fields. That's the one thing that we've been missing is uh, we had one turnover last week. We had none against South Florida. We've got to get shorter fields. That's also going to help us get in the end zone. Coach, as always, appreciate the time. and wish you the best of luck today. Thanks, Luke. That's head coach Brent Thompson. We'll come back with more here on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show on the Citadel Sports Network. Bulldog fans, this is Luke Morrow for the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. If you're already a member, thank you. But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. Hey, this is Credit Card Chris, and I'm the president of SignaPay Southeast. We are the premier credit card processing company located right right here in the low country. We are changing the way how credit card processing is done. Are you tired of paying processing fees? We got you. You need a new credit card terminal? We got you. You need a new point of sale system? We got you. Are you stuck in a contract? We'll pay it. We've helped thousands of businesses all over the low country, and I know we can help you too. Call SignaPay today and eliminate credit card processing fees. 843-884-6884. That's 884-6884. This is former South Carolina quarterback Perry Orr, and I'm ready to call your next insurance play. My team at Brown & Brown has you covered for anything life throws your way. Delivering comprehensive solutions, we protect what you value most. Call me, Perry Orr, to find your gap in coverage today at 803-995-5974. That's 803-995-5974. Start with a foundation of toughness. Then add exceptional intelligence and dominating power. That's how you build a winner. And that's how Ford builds their lineup of vehicles with features like EcoBoost technology for a winning combination of power and performance. Another reason why Ford is America's best-selling brand 10 years in a row. Leaders aren't born, they're built. And in the Carolinas, they're built for victory. Learn more at buyfordnow.com or contact your Carolina Ford dealer today. Based on 2010 through 2019 calendar year sales. Back on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show as we get ready for the Citadel and Eastern Kentucky coming up at the top of the hour. It's the first ever matchup between these two schools. Eastern Kentucky with a, a pretty successful football program over the years. They're coming off a 7-5 and five season a year ago. In fact, they've won seven games each of the last two years. And they had quite the run of 31 straight winning seasons up until 2009. Eastern Kentucky returning 14 starters from that seven-win team a year ago, now being led by first-year head coach 
Walt Wells. And historically for Eastern Kentucky, 21 playoff berths, although the most recent one was back in 2011. That's the second most in FCS program uh, history. And they even won two national titles back in 1979-1982 and have put 33 guys into the NFL draft, but just one in the last 12 years. Uh, The football program began 1891, joined the Ohio Valley Conference in 1948, and uh, actually back in 1995 there were rumors and speculation that at that time they may have joined the Southern Conference as they were interested at the time in leaving the OVC and potentially joined the Southern Conference back in 95. Eastern Kentucky became a four-year school in 1925, currently with 13,000 undergrad and playing the Citadel for the first ever time. The Bulldogs, only their second game ever against the Ohio Valley Conference, surprisingly enough. The other one was their lone bowl appearance back in 1960 when they beat Tennessee Tech 27-0 in the 1960 Tangerine Bowl to finish out an 8-2-1 season for the Citadel that also featured a tie against Florida State that year. And they finished second behind VMI in the standings uh, after losing to VMI 20-6 that season right here at Johnson Haygood Stadium. So VMI and the Citadel, the two best teams back in 1960, the Bulldogs played in the Tangerine Bowl, beat Tennessee Tech. And not until today have they squared off against... Another team from the OVC, but they will do so against Eastern Kentucky coming up at the top of the hour. When we come back, it's time for our coordinator corner here on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show. As we'll sit down with both coordinators, starting with offensive coordinator Lou Conti, when we return after this word from your local sponsors across the Citadel Sports Network. If it's a car in a ditch or a car with funny noises under the hood, make that one call to fix it all. Call Toby at Coastal Automotive in Awendaw, a full-service preventive and auto repair center that also offers affordable towing service. Coastal Automotive. If you know she's the perfect one, let us help you create the perfect ring. That's Cattell's Manufacturing Jewelers. We're your full-service jewelry manufacturer. You see, we eliminate the middleman and create your special ring all on site. And with our free diamond seminar and vast loose diamond selection, you're assured of the right decision while getting the best value. Skateller, you lover. Skateller's Manufacturing Jewelers, locally owned in Mount Pleasant and Charleston. Is your grass just not growing? Charleston's climate can be challenging. Too much heat, too much shade, soil issues, and dogs tearing up your yard. ProGreen customers are switching to turf because they've already tried resodding their lawn two, three, or four more times with no success. They're sick of the effort, of the eyesore, of the mental energy. They just want a nice-looking lawn they don't have to worry about. Start winning your weekends by making the switch to ProGreen Synthetic Turf. Visit ProGreen.com backslash Charleston and schedule a free estimate today. Kicking chicken in your car, kicking chicken at the bar, kicking chicken from afar, kicking chicken six feet apart, winter, spring, summer, fall, from the coolest doctor of them all. Kicking chicken, safe and social since 1997. Kicking chicken! on the Ashley Furger Home Store Stadium Show. Time now for the coordinator's corner as we sit down with the offensive coordinator of the Bulldogs, Coach Lou Conti. And Coach, as always, we look back at the last game, go up against Clemson, the number one team in the country. Uh, when looking at that game, assessing your offense, how did you feel your offense was able to execute against a team like that? We weren't. Uh, you know, they are who they are. Um, and, you know, we knew before the game there was going to be very limited gaps, you know, very limited um, 
lapses in assignments, whatever it is. And, you know, we were trying to just find something small and get three, four yards and keep it going, go for it on fourth down. And we just were not able to do it. We just couldn't couldn't move bodies well enough when we needed to. Just couldn't take advantage. Their speed was was something that we had never seen before. Um, so even if, if we did have the advantage and got to that advantage, it closed or went away very quickly. Um, they did exactly what we thought they would do with moving their fronts and trying to confuse us. And honestly, we, we didn't we didn't get too confused. I mean, we handled it well, um, and it just came to you know man to man doing your job. I thought I thought we got beat up a little bit, and um, which made it very difficult. But uh, we did play hard. Um, and we did have fun, and uh, that's that's about what we can ask them to do on a Saturday like that. Now today, getting ready for EKU, when you turn on the film, what stands out about this defense you'll be facing today? Uh, they play very hard. They run to the ball. You know, they were they were a bit outmatched in their last two games as well. Really good Marshall team, obviously really good West Virginia team. And what you didn't see was them quit. You know, a lot like our defense. Um, whether they were down 30 points, you know, they were still flying to the ball, 11 guys. They played hard. They're very physical. Didn't back down. Looked like they were having fun out there, um, no matter what the score was. Like I said, it looked like our defense out there, just never giving up, never backing down. So I respect them for the way that they play. Um, they got some size um, and they got some physicality. And so it's going to be a, a bit of a heavyweight fight, I think. Two games against FBS opponents. When you look at your offense and try to assess the way things have gone this year, are you pleased where, where this offense is at this point of the fall season? Uh, no. Um, again, I thought we could have played better against USF. I have no delusions or illusions of grandeur against Clemson. You know, I'm, I'm not completely disappointed with the way we attacked it. You know, we're not we're not as deep as we've been in the past. You know, and and it's shown. We got we got to get a little bit. A little bit more conditioned, a little bit healthier, you know, with some guys out. I think that would help a little bit. And I really judge most off the USF game. You know, I, I thought we left some yards out there in that game. And I thought uh, we need to improve a few things, I thought. You know, it didn't matter who the next opponent was. We needed to improve these things. Um, and we did slightly, you know, and, and we continue to do so in practice this week. And we won't know exactly. I won't be happy or satisfied until we see those changes. So it's going to take a Saturday game for me to really see where we're at against a common FCS opponent to really, I think, have a good judge. You know, whether we're, whether we're not fully back to our first 11 or not we should see some of these changes and, and if, if we don't see them on Saturday then I would tell you no we're not in a great place but I think we've set it up to, to show something on Saturday and so I think that'll be the test. Get to debut then in the new turf at Johnson Haygood Stadium does that make a difference for the offense to be able to play on turf as opposed to natural grass? No I, I don't think so. I love grass. I prefer grass. Um, I know why we went to turf, but um, I don't. I think maybe back in the day when it was AstroTurf, you know, and, and you're wearing sneakers on it, that might be a little bit faster. But now this turf is so so advanced, it's it's really not much different. Um, you know, we are playing on the same surfaces we practice on. I think the better, bigger thing about the new field is it's just going to be exciting. I think the kids are excited about it. The field is beautiful. Um, finally be at home, you know, and have some of our own fans there. I think that's that's a lot of the excitement that, that's going on around this game is that we just to play, you know, we get to play at home on our new field turf, um, and I think everybody's pretty excited about that. Have you seen the growth you would like to see from the A-backs and the B-backs with some of these guys getting more reps than maybe they've been used to so far these last couple of games? Yeah, yeah, we've seen we've seen a good bit of growth. Some of these guys have maxed out in some areas, you know, but uh, 
in other areas, you know, whether it's you know, blocking or catching or just assignment sound, we've, we've, we've progressed incrementally. You know, young guys that, you, that you're that you looking for in the future, like Cooper Wallace, who has a lot of time here left, is, is a key guy that we're looking for improvements on. Um, you know, Mike, who's got two years left, um, we're looking for steady improvement from him on. Um, you know, those being two main young guys. And then you got some of the young offensive linemen, like Ben Brockington, who's getting snaps here and there. Um, you know, or Terry Strayton. Those the young guys are what we're really focusing on, and um, they are improving. You know, there's nothing like Saturday reps. So we are thankful to be playing football right now, regardless of of who the opponent is. And and if you ask the kids, they'll play who they play Clemson again. Um, and so yeah, we're getting better. Um, the guys that that are young and, and we're counting on in the future, we're seeing some good things from those guys. Well, Coach, appreciate the time as always and wish you the best of luck today. Yeah, thanks, Luke. That's offensive coordinator Lou Conti. We'll come back with more next on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show on the Citadel Sports Network. Ashley Home Store semi-annual sale ends Monday. It's your last chance to get up to 50% off or buy today and pay later with 0% interest for 72 months. Shop and save today at Ashley Home Store. This is home. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. You've got a lot to do on your land this fall, so get a tractor package that can do it all from Sparrow and Kennedy. The John Deere 3025E Compact Tractor Package comes equipped with a cutter, box blade, loader, and 18-foot trailer for $23,399. Plus, get 0% financing for 60 months. And the tractor includes a six-year powertrain warranty. With Sparrow and Kennedy, you got this. Visit SparrowandKennedy.com. Offer ends 10-30-20. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Start with a foundation of toughness, then add exceptional intelligence and dominating power. That's how you build a winner. And that's how Ford builds their lineup of vehicles with features like EcoBoost technology for a winning combination of power and performance. Another reason why Ford is America's best-selling brand 10 years in a row. Leaders aren't born, they're built. And in the Carolinas, they're built for victory. Learn more at buyfordnow.com or contact your Carolina Ford dealer today. Based on 2010 through 2019 calendar year sales. Ashley Home Store semi-annual mattress sale ends Monday. Get 0% interest for 72 months on Tempur-Pedic and Beautyrest black mattresses starting at $25 per month. Only at the number one Tempur-Pedic retailer in North America. Shop and save today at Ashley Home Store. This is home. on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium show. Time now to sit down with the defensive coordinator of the Bulldogs, Coach Tony Grantham. And Coach, as we get ready for today's game at EKU, let's first go back a week ago to Clemson. The 49-0 loss, but your defense pitching a shutout in the second half. First time Clemson's been shut out in the second half in over six years. When you come away from that game and you look at that performance, what were your takeaways from your defense that afternoon? You know, we talked about at halftime, uh, we wanted to go out and we wanted to build, have some positive momentum. Um, we didn't feel like the first half was representative of what 
the type of defense we want to be, obviously. Um, came out in the second half, and I thought we competed. Uh, I think we ended up with six uh, consecutive stops there. Um, got a takeaway. Uh, did some good things on third down. So it was a good uh, learning experience. We can build from it. Uh, I thought our guys competed again all the way to the end, which is encouraging because we are playing uh, some newer guys, and we had some guys in there who hadn't had a lot of game experience. So uh, I was I was pleased with that. Uh, obviously, um, you know you can't take anything away from Clemson. Obviously, they're extremely talented across the board. So uh, you know we'll move on and uh, we'll get ready for this one this week. Yeah, taking on EKU today, you know, in baseball, of course, when you're in the on-deck circle, you use the donuts on the bat, and then you get up to the plate, and the bat's a little bit lighter. For your defense, you've gone up against South Florida, you've gone up against Clemson, now EKU. Do those games help prepare your defense for a game like this? I think they do. Um, They have some talented guys. They have some guys who've transferred back. Um, especially in the skill positions there. And they got an offensive lineman who was a East, East Carolina transfer. Uh, but at the same time, I think um, the, the game is starting to slow down for our guys a little bit. Um, anytime you play a team <laughs> ranked as high as Clemson, um, you know, it's going to be hard for the next team to kind of compare to that. And uh, I think this one this week is a little bit better of a matchup for us in the terms of um, we feel like we have a good understanding of the personnel that we've seen on video. And uh, we're, you know, we're ready to get out, get out, out there at home and uh, put on a good show for our fans. Their head coach comes from an offensive line background. When you put that team on, on film, are they a team that, you know, they like to keep it on the ground? Is that what they do offensively? Yeah, you can tell. I think he has a lot of involvement. Um, I don't I don't know if he's uh, calling the plays on offense. Um, I'm assuming the offense coordinator does, but he's uh, very heavily involved. I mean, they have a lot of uh, run, hard, hard ball run action at you. They're using a lot of tight ends. Uh, they're trying to move guys with their offensive line. And they, they run the ball to set up play action pass and trying to throw the ball down the field a little bit. So I would think that he's heavily involved in what they're doing on offense. Their running back is an all-conference running back, 250 pounds. How does it change as a defense when you go up against a, a big runner like that compared to maybe a, a smaller size running back? You know, he's a guy that he gets behind his pads. He will he'll come downhill on you. Um, you know, you're going to have to have multiple guys get to the ball on this guy. Uh, one guy sometimes is going to have a harder time tackling him. Um, you don't worry as much maybe in the space aspect of it, but you just worry about the, the downhill in the box. Um, you know, it's fourth and one, fourth and two, and they just need a couple yards, and, you know, it's going to be hard to knock a guy like that back if you're not careful. So you've got to get a lot of hats to the ball. Um, you've got to try to get on him before he gets started because if he starts rolling downhill, he's, he's going to be a load for you. Uh, try to make him play lateral and not being able to accelerate fully uh, on coming downhill on us. What have you seen from their quarterback in the passing game so far? You know, they've played three, um, three different guys. I think they're kind of searching a little bit. Uh, in fairness to their guys, they've played the defensive lines they've played have been really talented. Um, so I think that it, we don't really know. They probably don't know what they have just yet just because of what they have went up against. But uh, I think, you know, the, what we've seen is the guys make good decisions. Um, they throw the ball where they want the throw the ball needs to go. Um, you know, they deliver a good ball, has a strong arm, uh, athletic enough to have some quarterback run game. Um, so it's a kind of a mixed bag of it. It looks like it's a guy that, uh, you know, they, they all seem to kind of know the offense and, and they can get them in the right play and uh, can execute the schemes for them. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time as always and wish you the best of luck today. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's defensive coordinator Tony Grantham. We'll come back with more here on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show on the Citadel Sports Network. 
Well, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some football. I don't even care what team is playing. I'm just ready for some football at Red's Ice House. It's where everybody comes to watch the games. It's always been the perfect place for football with plenty of fresh air, wide open spaces to stretch out, and all kind of TVs to watch the games you want. It's the place to be. Of course, we've got a new football menu, and you're going to love it. Wait till you try the wonton tuna nachos. Mmm, those are good. The new spicy cheesy crab balls are fantastic, and tacos are back. Our big bubba platter is two dozen shrimp in four different flavors. Coconut, bang bang, buffalo, and red's classic fried shrimp. It's a new twist on a football snacker. At the bar, there's a new smoked jalapeno margarita and a frozen painkiller that everyone needs right now. Plus, oceans of cold beer and seltzers priced just right for football. Saturday, we've got a pick'em sheet for college, and Sunday is Skipper's Football Trivia. Yep, it's finally time for football at Red's Ice House on Shim Creek. We know your best days include salty skin and a trip to the market in your flip-flops, and that on Saturdays, you lift heavy. And we know your relationship with that bridge is kind of complicated. If pain or injuries are making you miss out, Roper St. Francis Orthopedics can help. With online scheduling, same-day appointments, and the state's most experienced team, we make it easier to get back to living your best days. Call 833-660-HURT. Longtime Boone Hall owner Willie McRae, who passed away earlier this year, loved the Lowcountry. Throughout his life, he believed it is important to support those who help make our area such a great place to live and work. So we feel it is appropriate to use this forum to honor Willie by saluting the Citadel and the values they stand for as an important pillar of the Lowcountry community. And to also say thank you to those who have supported Boone Hall over the years. Enjoy the game. Go Bulldogs! Furniture Home Store Stadium Show here from Johnson Haygood Stadium as we get ready for kickoff coming up at the top of the hour between EKU and the Citadel in the first ever matchup. Of course, with this pandemic going on today, the Citadel only allowing 3,081 fans. Johnson Haygood Stadium now fits nearly 12,000 currently, so uh, just over 3,000 fans will be about 25% full, and uh, we could see across the way that some EKU fans have made the trip and their uh, Colonel's maroon across the way. And all the fans, of course, spaced out properly throughout the stadium today. You know, it'll be a while between normal home games. If you recall, the last home game last year against Wofford was during that Thanksgiving week where the cadets were off campus, weren't here, and just did not feel the same. And then today, of course, won't feel the same as a normal game day experience here at Johnson Haygood Stadium with only 25% of the normal fans allowed in and spread out and with masks on. And they said at least no cheerleaders. The cannon won't be out here today. Limited number of cadets, mostly just the freshmen. At least that was the plan. Uh, and not uh, the same pregame festivities. So won't feel the same today as a normal game day on a Saturday here at Johnson Haygood Stadium. But, hey, at least we're playing football this afternoon, and that's uh, better than a lot of teams at the FCS level this year. Lee, as we get ready for this game here against EKU today for the Bulldogs, when 
trying to match up against uh, the Colonels' offense may have their hands full in the backfield with the 250-pound running back who was all-conference in the OVC a year ago. That was the first comment I made when they came out on the field and we everybody finally had their gear on and we had our gear on and I said, well, getting off the bus, these guys look pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, yes, they do have some size. And, and uh, Alonzo Booth, he's a uh, everybody's preseason uh, picked to be all Ohio, Ohio Valley Conference. He's a big dude, six one, like two fifty, I think is what he is, and he's a load. And uh, we'll have to to bring everything to take that guy down today because you know he's going to be featured in their offense uh, as he's been featured so far, uh, trying to run the football. Yeah, he has been, and it's an offense that. You know, head coach Walt Wells has an offensive line background, so they certainly like to run the football. They've used three different quarterbacks this year, and only three, uh, pardon me, 33 pass attempts through the first two games total, despite trailing almost all 120 minutes thus far this season. On the other side of the football, EKU, as you can imagine, when you go up against Marshall, who, you know, in talking to the coaches in the Citadel program this past week, they said that Marshall team is really good, better than maybe a lot of people even expect. And so after playing Marshall and then a West Virginia, the numbers are skewed for Eastern Kentucky, and they were sliced up and dashed the last couple of weeks, gashed for a big uh, yardage, especially by West Virginia, went for 624 yards two weeks ago. But you go back to a year ago, Eastern Kentucky, they were 15th in FCS football against the run, holding half of their teams below 100 yards a year ago. So at least last season, they have gone through some changes, but last season, this OV, uh, this uh, Eastern Kentucky team, very good, stopping the run. And we know, of course, the Bulldogs, that's their bread and butter. Uh, a little inexperience in that backfield still this year, but hoping to be able to run it a little better today than what we've seen the first two games. Well, the Ohio Valley Conference has, has more teams that are predominantly run. So I think what happened to Eastern Kentucky the last couple of weeks is they also were playing against teams that could really throw it. So you, you, you pick your poison, more or less. Uh, it's very difficult to defend the run if you're playing against the pass all the time and vice versa. I think they got caught out of position quite a few times, and they were able to bust some runs on them. The Bulldogs will be without Clay Harris once again today, who only has one carry this season prior to the injury. They do plan to get Logan brought back in some capacity today. They're not sure how much they'll be able to use him at the B-back spot, and otherwise it'll be Amike and Wanze who got the start last week against Clemson at the B-back position. All the A-backs are as healthy as they have been here the first two games of the season. And, you know, for the Citadel, as we mentioned earlier, it's hard to get a read on what we've seen from the Bulldogs because of the level of competition. So far this season, averaging only 2.8 yards per carry, only one rushing attempt that's gone for more than 17 yards, and that was the end around to Rally Webb that went for 41 yards against South Florida. So hard to get a, a good determination, but the Citadel certainly, I'm sure, will be looking for some more big playability today or, or just to put together some more sustained drives than what we've seen the last couple of weeks. They still haven't scored a touchdown yet. Yeah, that, that's true, and that, that's, that's the number one thing on the list is we've got to get the ball in the end zone. But, but you're right, it's very difficult uh, against uh, teams of comparable uh, talent level to drive the football the length of the field. And, and so if you don't sort of have a big play every now and then, then it makes it very, very difficult. That's why... Yeah, a lot of times you'll see that's the strategy of most teams, just try to keep everything in front of you and make them prove it to you that they can drive the length of the field. We haven't been able to do that this year. That has been sort of a trademark of this program the last few years, and so I, I really hope to see that today because I think this is the, the one opportunity. I mean, we, we'll go up to Army and, and we'll have a chance to compete, but this is your opportunity to get a win. It's at home. 
Uh, it's a beautiful day, and uh, I'm just I'm hoping the dogs show up to play today. You know, in baseball, and I mentioned this when talking with Tony Grantham earlier on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium show, in baseball, when you're in the on-deck circle, you use the donuts on your bat, and you, you make the bat a little heavier, and then when you get into the box, it's a little bit easier to swing. Is it similar for the Citadel that they've gone against South Florida? They've gone against the number one team in the country, Clemson. Now you come out today. You know, how much do those games help the Bulldogs in their performance this afternoon? Well, I think we, we had moderate success uh, down in South Florida. I, I felt like, I, to be honest with you, I didn't feel like they were that much better than no, us. No, I agree. And, uh, and I think if we had played better, we'd have had a chance to win that game. Now, I didn't feel that way last week. But uh, in, in a sense, it does when you're looking at the speed associated with it. Now, these guys have got some speed, too, but you're not going to see that across-the-board speed that you've seen the last couple of weeks playing against the South Floridas and the Clemsons where you, you, it looks like you've got one popped and all of a sudden the free safety fills and you got a three-yard gain uh, instead of what might have been a nine or ten or 12-yard gain otherwise. Uh, we've been unable to, to sustain the block out on the corner, that lead block. With our A-backs, I'm looking hopefully to have a little better uh, production with that today and, uh, and, and pop one or two. We, we've got to have some bigger plays, I think, to get this offense rolling and not make it have to be every play a 16-yard drive, 16-play drive to knock it into the end zone. And uh, Eastern Kentucky with 12 FBS transfers in this program on this roster, including their top two wide receivers, Jaquez Jones, who came from Tennessee, and Keon Dixon, who transferred in from UConn. He was their leading receiver a year ago and had a touchdown in their most recent game against West Virginia. In fact, that's their only touchdown this year. That's why it's hard to look at the numbers. Eastern Kentucky's been outscored 115 to 10 this year. They have one offensive touchdown, and the Bulldogs have been outscored 76 to 6. They have yet to score a touchdown this season, but of course, both these teams going up against nothing but FBS programs so far. Take a break here on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show. When we come back, we'll get to Lee's Keys for today's football game with both these teams 0-2 on the year, each looking for their first win of the 2020 fall campaign. Roll along on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show after this, all across the Citadel Sports Network. Ashley Home Store semi-annual sale ends Monday. It's your last chance to get up to 50% off or buy today and pay later with 0% interest for 72 months. Shop and save today at Ashley Home Store. This is home. Bulldog fans, this is Luke Morrow for the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. If you're already a member, thank you. But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel Athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. This is former South Carolina quarterback Perry Orr, and I'm ready to call your next insurance play. My team at Brown & Brown has you covered for anything life throws your way. Delivering comprehensive solutions, we protect what you value most. Call me, Perry Orr, to find your gap in coverage today at 803-995-5974. That's 803-995-5974.
Hey, this is Credit Card Chris, and I'm the president of SignaPay Southeast. We are the premier credit card processing company located right here in the Lowcountry. We are changing the way how credit card processing is done. Are you tired of paying processing fees? We got you. You need a new credit card terminal? We got you. You need a new point of sale system? We got you. Are you stuck in a contract? We'll pay it. We've helped thousands of businesses all over the Lowcountry, and I know we can help you too. Call SignaPay today and eliminate credit card processing fees. 843-884-6884. That's 884-6884. Ashley Home Store semi-annual mattress sale ends Monday. Get 0% interest for 72 months on Tempur-Pedic and Beautyrest Black Mattresses starting at $25 per month. Only at the number one Tempur-Pedic retailer in North America. Shop and save today at Ashley Home Store. This is home. Furniture Home Store Stadium Show. Here is the Bulldogs and EKU get ready to go uh, from Johnson Haygood Stadium this afternoon with kickoff coming up at the top of the hour. Not your normal game day experience as uh, these two teams are, are getting ready to play in the stadium that uh, has, they're planning to have only about 3,000 fans today, so about 25% capacity and uh, no band for the Bulldogs. The cheerleaders are not here. The cannon is not here in the northeast corner, and uh, certainly not as many fans who are spread out throughout the stadium. And so the uh, two, two sides will try to play some sort of normal game and unnormal circumstances nonetheless here coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, you know, for both these teams, they've started the year 0-2 and, and are trying to avoid a potential 0-3 start for Eastern Kentucky. The last time they began a year 0-3 was back in 2010, and the last time they've lost three straight was October of 2017. For the Bulldogs, they have not started a year 0-3 since 2014. Now, I know this is a very unusual season. They're only playing four games in the fall. If there is a spring season, I imagine these games would count towards that, so theoretically it would still be like an 0-3 start. It hasn't happened since 2014 when the Bulldogs lost against Coastal Carolina, Florida State, and then Charleston Southern 20-18 to in a 5-7 and season. They're looking to avoid starting this year with three straight losses. In fact, the Citadel... They haven't lost three straight games since the end of the 2017 season when they lost the last three games that year against three ranked teams, including Clemson, so certainly understandable. So both these teams trying to get off the schneid here today. Of course, going up, as we've mentioned throughout the pregame show, going up against two FBS programs to start the year and facing an FCS team for the first time this season. So both teams trying to avoid an 0-3 start. And, Lee, as always, before we uh, get closer to kickoff, it's time now for Lee's keys to today's ballgame as both these teams look to avoid that 0-3 start. You know, Luke, as I sat down and, and started thinking about the keys for the game day, really all I could do was focus on us because, you know, they're, they're an enigma. We don't really know what to expect over there. We, we, we see the sizes and the weights and all that. So, really, I'm, I'm focusing on us. And, I, and the number one thing we've got to do, and this has been the case ever since we've gone back to running the triple, here at the Citadels, we've got to be consistently productive on first down. We've not done that the first couple of weeks, and I really didn't do it at all last week. And it puts you in second and long and then third and long situations, and this offense is not built for that. And we cannot drive the football if we are not consistently productive on first down. So that's number one. Number two, you heard me say it earlier, we got to finish. Field goals aren't going to win this game today. you got to finish, get it into the end zone, find a way to get it down there and finish these drives. That's key number two. 
third thing is we have been absolutely annihilated by big plays the first two weeks of the season. South Florida killed us with it. I think they had six or seven. Of course, Clemson, just about every play they ran in the first half last week was a big play. When we cut out those big plays, we've been pretty good defensively. Uh, did it in the second half, took away the, the big play from Clemson, and they didn't even get on the scoreboard. And when we were able to do that against uh, South Florida, we were very effective against them too. So got to minimize those big plays. And the last thing is we've got to cut out the freebies, Luke. We've averaged nine penalties a game in the first two games. That, that is, that's atypical for this program. Normally this is the kind of team and the kind of school that leads the, 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 the conference and the country in fewest penalties uh, incurred. So we've got to turn that around, and a minus three turnover margin in the first two games is a big problem too. So if we can take care of those keys today, I think we've got a good chance to get out of here with a win. Both these teams trying to get out of here with what would be their first victory of the season. And it's coming up in just a few moments as the Bulldogs are getting ready to charge onto the field from the south end. You know, EKU chose that, hey, they're going to punt on any sort of spring season. And Eastern Kentucky is actually trying to play as full of a fall campaign as they can as they have nine games scheduled, four of which at home. They just added another game ten days ago. And the Citadel choosing to play just the four here in the fall and hope for some sort of Southern Conference season in the spring. But... I know even this past week, publicly, Athletic Director Mike Capasio said, eh, maybe Eastern Kentucky got it right by trying, trying to play as many games as they can in the fall. So for EKU, it won't be a normal fall season, but they are trying to have a full fall season. We know for the Bulldogs, this is the only scheduled home game and uh, of the penultimate game already of this fall campaign. So two teams trying to approach it in a different way. The Bulldogs are sending their captains out to midfield for the coin toss, uh, led by Sean Thomas Faulkner. Brandon Rainey and Willie Eubanks. And uh, EKU sending their captains out towards midfield as well. Looks like Alonzo Booth will make the call. Let's see if we can pick up the referee here on the coin toss at midfield. Yeah, he's got his microphone on in stadium. But we don't have it just yet on our end, so... Uh, We'll get that figured out. Alonzo Booth making the call for Eastern Kentucky. Keontae Sessions out there for the Citadel. The flip is up for today's referee, Bruce Austin. And Eastern Kentucky won the toss. They deferred, and so the Bulldogs will send the offense out there first uh, for their only home game of the fall as the Bulldogs now come charging out of the south end and head to their sideline right below us on the west end of Johnson Haygood Stadium, and we're just about ready for kickoff. That'll do it for the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show. We'll come back with kickoff in the first ever meeting between Eastern Kentucky and your Citadel Bulldogs. Next from Johnson Haygood Stadium, right after this word from all the local sponsors across the Citadel Sports Network. Life's just different on the Carolina coast. It's where we're from and where we live, work, and play. At South Atlantic Bank, we know what it takes to raise a family here, to grow a business here, and to thrive financially while enjoying everything our region has to offer. As your financial partner, we're ready to help you develop a winning game plan, one tailor-made to help you succeed. South Atlantic Bank, a proud sponsor of Collegiate Sports. Visit southatlantic.bank to begin your experience today. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hello, my name is Matthew Cochran Logan. 
Crescent Insurance Advisors. Along with my business partner, Charles Cole, we specialize in personal and commercial insurance and have a proven track record of meeting our clients' needs. Whether it be homeowner's insurance or professional or cyber liability coverage, we make sure that you're covered for both expected and unforeseen causes of loss. If Crescent Insurance Advisors can help in any way, please call us at 843-708-5456 or visit us online at crescentagency.com. After all, you should not wait on insurance. Insurance should wait on you. This is the communications guy with Berkeley Electric Cooperative, and I want to know who powers you. Our communities are filled with unsung heroes who are making a difference, and this is your chance to celebrate those who make them special. Nominate someone for the Who Powers You contest starting September 8th, and they could win up to $5,000 to help further their cause and be nationally recognized. Please, take this chance to celebrate the people who are making our co-op communities better. Berkeley Electric Cooperative is your local Touchstone Energy Cooperative. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors. Our reliable number one selling tractors are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down at 0% APR for 84 months and save up to $1,700 plus no payments for 90 days. Now through October 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. If you're on the hunt for a new Kubota, come see the helpful experts at Steen Enterprises. I'm Adam Steen. We appreciate your business. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. (laughs) Just about ready to go for one time from Johnson Haygood Stadium, the only time from Johnson Haygood Stadium here in the fall of 2020 between your Citadel Bulldogs and Eastern Kentucky, both teams entering at 0-2. And before we go any further, let's pause here. Ten seconds for stations to identify themselves coast-to-coast and worldwide all across the Citadel Sports Network. This is Sports Radio 1450 WQNT Charleston. Part of the Charleston Sports Radio Network. Powering low country sports for over 25 years. Alongside Citadel Hall of Famer Lee Glaze, I'm Luke Morrow with you from the Johnson Haygood Stadium Sweet level high atop the stadium as we get ready for kickoff today. And the opening kick is brought to you, as always, by Sparrow and Kennedy, your local John Deere supplier. Sparrow and Kennedy's deals on John Deere tractors are working hard for you. Stop by one of their seven locations across South Carolina, including the Ravenel store just down Savannah Highway, or visit SparrowKennedy.com. They bring you the opening kick each week in Citadel football. Bulldogs will get the football first, traveling right to left across your radio dial in the white pants with blue piping down the side, Citadel blue jersey tops, white numbers, and the white Citadel helmets with the blue stripes down the center, traveling right to left across your dial towards the north end of Johnson Haygood Stadium, painted with the Citadel in the blue turf end zone in the shadow of the video board. Eastern Kentucky with it teed off. It'll be Alexander Wasnick, the fifth-year senior who transferred from South Carolina that will deliver the kickoff left to right. EKU in the all-white uniforms with maroon numbers and letters and piping down the side of the pants and helmets as well traveling left to right on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. 75 degrees and sunny at opening kick. Here's Wasnick charging to the football, and boom, are underway from Johnson Haygood Stadium. Jalen Adams takes the return out of the end zone, up the left hash, across the 20, plows through his own teammate, crossing the 30 and falling ahead up to the 35. It's the best return for the Citadel Bulldogs this season, and they will start with some of their best starting field position, 
First and ten at their own 35, traveling right to left, being led onto the field by fifth-year senior Brandon Rainey, six foot, 205-pound quarterback from Ackworth, Georgia. So far this year, completing 22% of his passes, has yet to get into the end zone for the Bulldogs, and he'll start right up under center on first and ten. Three men in the backfield, takes the snap. They'll begin with a handoff to the B-back, Amike Inwanze, who gets upended as he crosses the 40, roaming the left hash, and it's a pickup of six for Inwanze, who made the start last week after not getting any carries in the previous four games. Well, that's exactly the start you're looking for right there, Luke, just to dive off the left-hand side. Strong run for six. So second and four from their own 41. They're going to go back to Nwanze, who grinds behind the right guard, carrying tacklers up the left hash and across the 45 with a first down pickup. And Nwanze with the first two carries, totaling 12 yards and a Citadel first down. Getting a lot of nice movement initially here by the offensive line. Let's see if we can keep that going. Just underway, opening possession of the game, third play of the opening possession. It's first and ten for the Citadel. Snapping from the left hash at their own 47. Rainey under center. Option right side. He's going to keep it himself, and he runs right into the defensive line, stopped by Shane Burks, the redshirt junior defensive tackle who stood up Rainey at the 49-yard line. It's a pickup of two for the quarterback on his first carry. Yeah, Burks met him right at the line of scrimmage. Rainey fortunate to be able to kind of spin and fall forward that time. Brings up a second down and eight. Burks had a career-high four tackles last game against West Virginia. 298-pound nose tackle. Second and eight for the Citadel at their own 49. Rainey up under center. Base formation for the Bulldogs. Option left side. He's going to toss it to Sessions. Hauls it in on one hand. Crossing midfield. Up the numbers. Streaming to the EKU 40. And up to the 39 with a first down scamper for Sessions. And a pickup of 12 for the senior running back. The longest run of his season. Good timing on that one. The pitch relationship was good. We got the lead block. He was able to cut up inside. Something we haven't seen much of the last couple of weeks. First down dogs. First and 10 at the EKU, 39. Opening possession. Bulldogs snapping it from the left hash. Rainey takes the snap. He gives to Nwanze. Big hole between the tackles. Flag comes flying in, and Nwanze shuttles his way inside the 35 up to the 33. It's a pickup of seven, but we'll wait on the penalty, which is back at the line of scrimmage and was thrown almost immediately. And it's a hold against the Bulldogs. Today's referee is Bruce Austin, who officiated the Citadels game at ETSU last November. If you recall, that was one of the more dramatic victories. The Bulldogs were down 10 with 10 minutes left, 131-27. Bruce Austin, his crew called nine penalties that day, four on the Citadel, and the Bulldogs get penalized for the first time today. It's a big one, too. Ten-yarder set us up now first down in 20. Back at the EKU 49, the Bulldogs with... 19 penalties so far in nine quarters this year. First and 20, triple option running to the right side. Rainey's going to toss it out to White. Gets to the numbers at midfield, strips through a tackle, and dashes out of bounds into the EKU sideline at the 45. So he gets four of them back on the first carry today for the redshirt sophomore Keith White out of Alabama. Very close to getting the corner that time, but good pursuit by the interior of the Eastern Kentucky Defense sets up second down and long now, second and about 16. Ball be snapped by Hayden Hawes from the right hash of the EKU 45. Rainey with 16 on the back of his Citadel blue jersey takes the snap. He'll drop back to throw for the first time. Steps up, delivers, hits a man in between the hashes, crossing at the 39-yard line for the completion. 
And then tackled almost immediately was Ryan McCarthy after making his fourth catch of the year. Takes it to the 37 and sets up a third and eight. Eight-yard pickup on a little crossing route. Sets up a little bit more manageable third down situation here. Probably four down territory here, though, if you're looking at the dogs. Seventh completion for Rainey this year. Third and eight at the EKU 37. Rainey under center, base formation, a receiver on each side for the quarterback. Option right side, he'll keep it himself. Slips through a tackler at the line of scrimmage, but stumbles and falls ahead to the 36 for a pickup of only a yard. Taz McClung with his third tackle of the year stopped Rainey, and it's fourth and seven. Kind of that no-man's land right here. It would be about a 52, 53-yard field goal if we came on to kick. There's no wind really to speak of, but way too close to punt it, so... Probably going to see the dogs go forward here. Bulldogs are three out of four on fourth downs this year. Here's a fourth and seven at the EKU 36, first possession of the game. Rainey, play action, back to throw, clean pocket, delivers, and it is knocked away at the 20-yard line as the Bulldogs will be turned over on downs. Rainey was trying to go to Ryan McCarthy once again, but it was Joseph Sales leaping in the air and batting the ball away to force the turnover on downs. Well, Luke, you're exactly right, turnover on downs, but if we put a little bit of air up underneath that ball, that's a touchdown. McCarthy was wide open behind the defender, but Rainey just threw it a little bit too flat, enabled the defender to go up and knock it away. So Sales, the junior cornerback, part of me, free safety out of Georgia with the defensive stop and the Bulldogs. Get inside, EKU's 40 but stall on the opening drive. No score. EKU will have the football for the first time today when we come back. Four minutes into this one right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. You've got a lot of ground to cover and chores to get done this fall. You need a partner that's a workhorse. You need a John Deere Gator from Sparrow and Kennedy. These high-performance machines bring power, speed, and durability to any task. And right now, get 0% financing for 48 months on Gator XUV, HPX, and RSX models. With Sparrow and Kennedy, you got this. Visit SparrowandKennedy.com. Offer ends 10-30-20. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. take the opening kick and they travel 39 yards on eight plays picking up two first downs but the drive stalls at the EKU 35 failing on a fourth and seven for the Citadel and they come up empty on their first possession four minutes in EKU will get the football first momentarily in a scoreless game as the Bulldogs stalled out on the other side of midfield we talked about it in pregame we talked about it as one of the keys to the game you got to quit giving away the freebies we talked about penalties averaging nine a game that was a huge penalty right there put us way behind the chains ended up enforcing us to turn it over on downs exactly our nemesis so far this year we've got to solve that problem so eku will have their first possession starting at their own 35 traveling left to right they have used three different quarterbacks already this season but parker mckinney's been the starter making his 13th career start 
third-year quarterback, six foot three, 208 pounds, from Coalfield, Tennessee. Population of only 2,500. He's in the gun on first and 10. Two receivers right, one left. Split backs for McKinney, who will drop back to throw on first and 10. Hops in the pocket, steps up, heaves it downfield, and it's going to be incomplete. I was expecting a flag, none coming, and the pass incomplete as McKinney was going deep downfield for their number one target, Keon Dixon. I'm with you right there, Jay Howard. He got a handful of jersey, almost spun him all the way around. Very fortunate not to have a pass interference call there. Jay Howard not with the team a week ago because of a death in the family. He's back today starting at one of those cornerback positions. Second and ten for Eastern Kentucky at their own 35, traveling left to right. And they're all white road uniforms. McKinney's in the gun, running back, flanked off his left shoulder, takes the snap. They'll give it to that running back. Actually, no, McKinney kept it on the zone read and fooled the entire defense, running up the left sideline. He's close to a first down, up to the 45. It's going to be a pickup of nine. And a late flag. It forced him out of bounds, and then they came in and threw the flag late. There is a flag on the play. Probably going against the Bulldogs. So that will make matters worse after McKinney got close to the first down sticks on what was a second and ten run. Yep. And it's a late hit out of bounds against Destin Mack, the junior cornerback. And that will push EKU all the way up to the Citadel 40. Just like that on two plays, another crucial penalty for the Bulldogs. And uh, EKU on the other side of midfield. So first and 10 at the Citadel 40. In the gun is McKinney with split backs. Two receivers right, one left. The Bulldogs with four men on the defensive line. McKinney takes the snap, play action. He's going to swing it into the right flat for McGlory. Up the numbers he goes, tumbling inside the 35, headlong as he's knocked down by Willie Eubanks. And it goes for, they'll spot it at the 33. So give him seven on the completion. Just a little swing pass to the back out of the backfield. Jay Howard coming up also. Willie Eubanks able to force him out of bounds. But a good pickup on first down for Eastern Kentucky. And now an official's timeout. And the two teams will head to the sidelines. I know there was some confusion with the chains. And I think that's what this timeout may be. The chains were not set up properly. And after that completion, they actually started to move as if it was a first down. And uh, I think the chains are tangled up. Looks like they're untangling them on the far side of the field. Right now, they have the ball marker just short of the sticks at the 33, meaning that it would be a second and one if that's properly spotted. And the chains apparently got tangled up on the process of moving them forward and with the penalty as well. May have been some confusion on the spot of the football. Yeah, I actually think that they, they've missed it by a couple of yards. They need to go back and look at the video. Yeah, the line of scrimmage on that play, I think, was the 40. 40-41 yard line. And they currently have it as the 43, so EKU at, at the moment is being gifted a couple of free yards. Yeah. We've got the... They sh- we should have the technology to be able to see that. This thing is on ESPN3. Yeah, you would think. So you would hope that they could go back and look at it real quickly and, and, and correct that. But I do think they've, they've missed it by a yard or two over there. Certainly. So, so one, uh, one spot or another they got screwed up because the play began. The play originated from the 40-yard line. 
And if that's the case, so that would have been a first and eight. They should have backed it up at least two or three yards. And uh, as of now, it doesn't look like the officials or the chain crew realize or will do anything about it. So. Well, sometimes they're just not paying attention, Luke, you know. Mm. Uh, I was doing a high school football game last night. You play 12-minute quarters in, in high school. Yeah. First three quarters, when they put the time on the clock, it was 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, fourth quarter starts, and, and we were a little bit into it. And I look up, and there's 13 minutes and 45 <laughs> seconds left in the fourth quarter. And I went, wait a minute. <laughs> You don't play 15-minute quarters. And then about that time, they caught it on the field, and then they had to go back and and, uh, and, and reset the clock. So officials aren't always aware of what's going on around them. Oh, that's I think a lot of fans would agree with you about that statement. The officials are talking in the center of the field and now look to be communicating to the sideline or at least EKU's coaching staff as they'll try to work this out. In the meantime, they did turn it into an official timeout on the field, hence the delay. And now they will move the chains. All right, there we go. So they got it sorted out. The uh, line of scrimmage was, in fact, the 40, and the first down marker is at the 30. So after all that, it'll be second and three, which is the right call for EKU after the official's timeout. A completion of seven to Keandre McGlore, one of the running backs that EKU will use out of the backfield. Second and three, McGlure goes in motion out of the backfield. They're going to hand it off to Alonzo Booth instead, and he goes charging between the hashes into the red zone with a first down pickup of nearly 18 yards for EKU on his first carry of the day. Booth just powering right up the middle, just running people over. Very strong run that time. Booth listed at six foot one, 250 pounds, redshirt junior from Columbus, Ohio. The last time the Bulldogs faced a running back that big was Keelan Dirks of Furman, who ran for uh, 93 yards and two touchdowns in 2017. In the gun on first and 10 is McKinney. Split backs with two receivers right, one left. He'll throw on first and 10, steps up, lobs it to the end zone, left pylon, a leaping catch made in the end zone for EKU. It's hauled in, feet were down, and it's a touchdown for the Colonels. 15-yard pitch and catch. We were in position, just didn't get our hands up. Receiver went up and took the ball out of the air. Nice job by that receiver. First career receiving touchdown with EKU for Jaquez Jones. Transferred in from Tennessee. And he has his sixth catch of the season. First touchdown, a 15-yard touchdown reception from Parker McKinney. And EKU with their second touchdown of the year take a 6-0 lead here on the Bulldogs. Extra point to our right for Alexander Wozniak is up off the right foot, and it is Missed it. no good. That looked like some of my golf shots there. He shanked <laughs> that one out to the right. Wozniak in his career now 11 out of 13 on extra points. That's actually the first missed extra point for EKU since October of 2017. It's been a while, but the Bulldogs are grateful. It makes it a 6-0 game. Timeout on the field with 9.05 to go here in the first quarter, and the Bulldogs will get the football back, trailing 6-0 as we pause. For this word from your local sponsors on the Citadel Sports Network. Southern Lumber's where knowledge continues to be handed down from generation to generation for over 75 years. Attention to detail, quality products like Anderson Windows, and quality service is what they do. It's who they are. Stop by 2031 King Street and see for yourself what quality means at Southern Lumber and Anderson Windows. Southern Lumber, proudly serving the Low Country. Southern Lumber and New World. 
this pandemic, all companies will be trying to save money. The office people are here to help. Does your copier lease cost more than your car payment? Have you thought about replacing your office printers and copiers with newer, faster, even less expensive models? With over 20 years of guiding and educating their customers in the business technology industry, you can count on the office people to give you the most helpful tips to cut costs. Contact the office people today and save up to 30% on your copier costs. Call 843-769-7774 or visit theofficepeople.com to schedule a virtual appointment. EKU strikes first this afternoon on their opening possession. They go down the field, uh, 65-yard drive, doing so in six plays, aided by a a crucial Citadel penalty, and it was a 15-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Parker McKinney to Jaquez Jones. Jones' first touchdown with EKU. The extra point was no good, but EKU with a 6-0 lead, 9.05 to go here in the first quarter. All right, Luke, I, I think it's time for the offense to engage. We have, uh, we've spotted them six, and uh, this, this has the makings here early of what could possibly be a, uh, a high-scoring affair as they haven't shown the ability to stop us yet. We stopped us, so hopefully the offense can make it happen right here. Bulldogs still looking for their first touchdown this season. They turned it over on downs at the EKU 35 on their first possession today. Jalen Adams back deep to the right of the kicker. Cooper Wallace deep to the left of the kicker here on the following kickoff. And Adams with the best return of the year for the Bulldogs on the opening kick earlier as Wozniak sends it left to right towards the end zone. Adams takes it on the painted S of the Bulldogs script in the end zone to our right, drops to a knee, and the Bulldogs will begin at their own 25-yard line thought better against taking it out you know that's the first time we've seen us take it out of the end zone the entire season on that first kick return and it's a nice one too out to about the 35 thinking better of it that time though dogs take over at their own 25 and Wanze getting the start once again at the b-back position second straight start with no clay harris today logan brought should be back in some capacity, they believe today at the B-back spot. First and ten for the Bulldogs, and they begin with Nwanze somersaulting across the line of scrimmage and falling ahead for a yard or two. It'll be second and eight for the Bulldogs from their own 27. Kabosh Richards just taking a really a, a big slant move coming in from that right side, was able to trip him up just about at the line of scrimmage. EKU with a 4-3 defensive front being led by Jake Johnson, first-year defensive coordinator. Second and eight for the Citadel. And running hard is the B-back up the left hash as Nwanze slips a few tackles, keeps the legs churning, and picks up a first down up to the 36 for the Citadel, a pickup of nine. Really strong run that time. He was able to make the first guy miss. That's what we haven't been able to do so far this year. Picks up that first down. That's the longest run for Nwanze in his three-year career. Nine-yard carry to move the sticks. First and ten for the Bulldogs at their own 36-yard line. They go right back to him. Big hole running behind his right guard, and he falls up to the 44-yard line, so a pickup of eight. And Nwanze gashing the EKU defense here on possession number two. It's the Nwanze show right now. Three straight runs. Got us out close to midfield. Good situation here for the Dogs. You look for these second and short 
situations to hopefully try to take a shot maybe. Yeah, second and two at their own 44. Both receivers split out wide right. Rainey under center. He'll look to throw, looking in that direction, firing up the right sideline, throwing into no man's land, and it will sail over the head of everybody, bounding out of bounds for an incomplete pass. The closest man was uh, an EKU defensive back, and it'll be third and two for the Bulldogs. Miscommunication there between Raleigh Webb and uh, Rainey. Those two guys go back years playing high school ball together, too. Webb uh, cut the route off. Rainey thinking he was going deep through it down there, but Raleigh nowhere close. So now a third and two for the Citadel, their own 44-yard line, needing to keep the drive alive. The Bulldogs completing only, uh, converting only 31% of third downs this year. Rainey under center on third and two. Base formation for the Bulldogs. Takes the snap, gives to Nwanze, shifting between the tackles, crossing midfield and picking up a Citadel first down, diving up to the EKU 48 with a pickup of eight more for Nwanze. Nwanze looking really sharp here early in this ballgame, just rolling up the yardage. First and ten for the Citadel at the Colonel's 48-yard line. The Citadel... Crossing midfield on both possessions today. They go back to Nwanze, moving behind his right guard. He's wrapped up and dropped down by Taz McClung with his second tackle of the day. Pickup of a yard for Nwanze, second and nine for the Citadel. Not the same look that we've seen uh, in, in the first part of the game. There looked like maybe an inside trap, but unable to get the block on McClung. He takes him down after a very short game. Some good size in the middle of that defensive line for EKU. Second and nine, they're going to rock it, toss it right side for White, who stumbles as he hauls in the pitch, crossing midfield up the right hash and taking it inside the 45 up to the 43. White with a pickup of three yards will be third and six. Nose of the football at the 43-yard line. Dogs got to get down to the EKU 38. Big play right here. Got to answer that first score. So third and five. Rainey under center. Everyone tight to the formation. Webbs to the left side of the wide receiver. They're going to go to Nwanze. Running between the tackles. Grabbed by McClung again who makes the stop. And Nwanze gets it up to the 40. A few yards short. It sets up a fourth and two for the Bulldogs at EKU's 40-yard line. Just based off that play call right there, I think Brent Thompson was thinking it was four down territory. Just trying to get it down there inside that two-yard window. Well, he got it there. Now Dogs got to convert. Fourth and two at the EKU 40. The Bulldogs turned it over on downs in their first possession. Rainey under center. Takes the snap. Rainey will keep it himself. Moving behind his right tackle and he plunges ahead for a first down up to the 35. It's a pickup of five for Rainey and he keeps the drive alive for the Citadel. Well, he pulled it out that time. The whole defensive front collapsed on Nwanze that time. Randy pulls it out, able to take it around that right side, picks up the first down. That is McClung, I think, that's down on the field for EKU. Laying down in pain around the 39-yard line. And they'll turn it into an injury timeout. So we will, uh, let's see, I believe it should be a media timeout. 5.35 to go first quarter. It's 6-0 EKU leading. And the Citadel driving injury timeout on the field. Let's sneak in a quick break from these local sponsors all across the Citadel Sports Network. 
If it's a car in a ditch or a car with funny noises under the hood, make that one call to fix it all. Call Toby at Coastal Automotive in Awendon, a full-service preventive and auto repair center that also offers affordable towing service. Coastal Automotive. With HomeSmart from Home Telecom, you get the peace of mind of 24-7 security monitoring with the convenience of home automation starting at just $34.99 a month. Get smart control of lights, locks, appliances, thermostat, and more. No matter where you are, the power is in your hands. We call that home, away from home. Right now, save $50 on our most popular equipment package with free SkyBell doorbell. HomeSmart, home automation and security from Home Telecom. Visit homesc.com to learn more. Football, football, finally here. Holy crap, you need some beer. Kicking and chicken, it's for you. Bucket special, scrap beer too. Fingers, nuggets, massive wing. Awesome time, that's what we bring. This dumb ad, we know it's corny. Kid things freak me, me so hungry. The kicking chicken, busting rhymes since 1997. McClung able to get off the field relatively quick. And the Bulldogs in their first play out of the injury timeout. And Wanze picked up seven yards between the tackles. So it's second and three for the Bulldogs from EKU's 28. Play fake for Rainey. He'll look to throw. Lobbing to the end zone. Open receiver. It's caught. Rally Webb. Touchdown. The cannons are in the warehouse. Fire them anyways. The Citadel, their first touchdown of the year. It's 6-6. Six to six. That was a nice throw that time by Brandon Rainey. He stayed in the pocket long enough to give Raleigh Webb a chance to clear. Got enough air up underneath that ball, and Raleigh ran right up underneath it. Really good to see him getting back in the, the scheme of the offense. 16th career touchdown for Raleigh Webb. First connection this year in the end zone for the Bulldogs. Add on the extra point. To our left from Colby Kintner and the Citadel with the lead. They're up 7-6 to six with 4.45 to go in the first quarter. And a good response from the Bulldogs who were able to convert on a fourth down and turn it into a touchdown after the injury timeout for the completion to Riley Webb. 11 play drive, 75 yards. That's exactly what you're looking for. The big key in that one really. No penalties for the Bulldogs. We're able to stay ahead of the chains for the most part. Picking up really nice yardage on first down. Only had to overcome a one uh, first down play that was short yardage, but good-looking offense that time by the Dogs. That's the longest drive in terms of yards for the Bulldogs this year. The 75-yard drive, first time they've had a possession that traveled more than 56 yards, and it results in their first touchdown of the season. It had been a while for the Citadel. They lead it 7-6. to six. And the Bulldogs able to move the football, as Lee mentioned earlier. Really, neither team still early on, but neither team able to stop one another. EKU scoring on their only possession, and the Bulldogs, if not for lack of execution on their opening drive, once they cross midfield, could have potentially scored then as well. Both teams able to move the football here early on. So the Citadel with the lead. And Matt Campbell will now kick it off. Davian Ross back deep to receive for EKU. He had a kick return touchdown brought back two weeks ago against West Virginia because of a hold. So he has the ability, as he'll take this one from the 10 on the near side, running up the numbers, cuts to the center of the field, across the 20, and he's smacked by a bulldog at the 23-yard line. Drop there after a short return, and EKU will begin first and 10 at their own 23. Meet Mr. Coleman Bennett. Just absolutely laid the wood to that guy right there. Only a 13-yard return takes it over to the 23. 
So a good special teams play by the Bulldogs. Parker McKinney will lead the offense out onto the field. First and 10 from their own 23 for EKU. The 250-pound running back, Alonzo Booth, will be sidecar right. Two receivers left and right for Eastern Kentucky. The Bulldogs with four men on the defensive line. McKinney takes the snap. Quick out route on first and 10. It's completed to Dixon. Dixon slips a tackle at the 25, uses a stiff arm at the 30, and he's bumped out of bounds into his own sideline around the 38-yard line. Dixon, the transfer from the University of Connecticut with a first down pickup on a 13-yard completion. Got to do a better job when we're out there on an island like that. You can't let that guy stiff arm you away and pick up extra yardage. Easy first down for Eastern Kentucky. First and 10 for EKU at their own 36. One receiver in each direction for McKinney in the gun. Booth to his left. Now they're going to split out a couple of tight ends off the line of scrimmage, put them out wide. So four options here for McKinney, who instead will give it off to Booth, running around his left tackle up the left hash across the 40, motoring to the 45. It's a pickup of nine for Alonzo Booth, and it sets up a second and one. Alonzo Booth's had a lot of room to run here so far, Luke. we got to do a little better job of bottling him up. As big as he is, he doesn't need much space, but, boy, he's got it right now. Alonzo Booth, all-conference running back in the OVC a year ago. Had a pretty good game two weeks ago against West Virginia. Averaged six and a half yards per carry against the Mountaineers. Second and one for EKU. Screen pass left side. It's caught at the line of scrimmage. And zigzagging across the first down marker up to the 48. For the first down is Matt Wilcox, who has just his second catch of the year. First and ten for EKU at their own 48-yard line. That was a glorified running play right there. Had him out there stacked, the receiver stacked, but only one defender close. Able to get enough of a block to pick up an easy first down. Now, this is a team that likes those screen plays, especially when Parker McKinney's running the quarterback position. McKinney, the redshirt sophomore, with a touchdown pass, last possession of 15 yards, second touchdown pass this year for the quarterback. He's in the gun on first and 10 of their own 48 for EKU. Two receivers right, one left. He'll drop back to throw on first and 10. Plenty of time. He rolls to his left. Now he's going to take off, tucking, running up the left sideline into Siddle territory, and he gets knocked out of bounds around the first down marker. They'll spot him at the 43-yard line, so give McKinney nine on the scamper, and it sets up second and one. Kid's pretty quick. He, he put a move on our defender out there and left him just standing in the dust. They're back in Bulldog territory at the dog 44-yard line. We'll give McKinney eight yards. It's his longest run of the year. The Citadel leading 7-6, to 2.27 to go first quarter. Here's a second and two for Eastern Kentucky at the Citadel 44. Split backs for McKinney, who will hand to Booth, running around the left tackle. He's got a first down across the numbers at the 40 and shimmies his way to the 36. It's a pickup of nine more for Booth and a first down for Eastern Kentucky. Tackle made by number seven, Destin Mack. Destin Mack coming up to make the stop for the Bulldogs. He'll be all hands on deck for the Citadel against the 250-pound runner. The average size running back in the NFL over the last decade is only 218 pounds, to try to put it into perspective. Booth, 250 with the first down carry, and they'll go back to him on first and 10 here from the Citadel 36 as he pushes the pile in between the tackles, churning the legs and taking it up to the 32-yard line for four more. Looked like we had him stop for nothing right there, but yet he's able to push forward to pick up that four yards. Brings up second down and six at the 32-yard line of the Bulldogs. So second and six for Eastern Kentucky. 
final 90 seconds, first quarter. The Citadel with a 7-6 lead. Ball be snapped from the left hash for McKinney, who's under center. Play action, back to throw. Steps up in the pocket, fires it up the right seam towards the end zone. Jump ball, caught inside the five-yard line. And he'll set up first and goal as the leaping catch was made by Jackson Bierman inside the five. It looked like a basketball play down there. Ball just kind of thrown up. Bierman blocking out the defender, goes up and makes the play as the Citadel defender, who's in position, unable to make the play. 28-yard pickup. Which is exactly as long as the only other catch for Bierman this year. If you need 28 yards, throw it to him. He did not play last game against West Virginia. But the big catch here, first and goal for Eastern Kentucky at the Citadel 4. In the gun is McKinney. Fade pass, back of the end zone, right side, and it's incomplete with a flag on the play. Dixon was trying to make a helmet-high catch, pulling it down with two hands, could not do so. But he may have been interfered in the process. Just the fade route, used to see that all the time. Really good throw that time by McKinney. Be half the distance to the goal. So in terms of yardage, not the end of the world. He give up two yards. Better than if it would have been a touchdown. You get a second chance here. And it'll be first and goal from the two for Eastern Kentucky. All three penalties today going against the Bulldogs so far. McKinney in the gun. Two receivers left, one right. Booth to his right. Bulldogs stacking the box with eight guys at the line of scrimmage. McKinney takes the snap. Back to throw. Fires an out route to the left pylon. It's caught. And getting in for the score, Eastern Kentucky takes the lead back with a touchdown completion of two yards. And again, it's Jaquez Jones with his second touchdown catch of the day. The Colonels with a 12-7 lead. Jaquez Jones in motion that time, coming across the, the entire formation. Goes out there in the left flat, nobody with him. Easy pitch and catch for a touchdown. So the two-yard completion for the touchdown with 32 seconds left in the first quarter. Extra point this time is up to our right and good. And Eastern Kentucky with a pair of touchdown drives. The latest one traveling 77 yards on eight plays in 408. And Jaquez Jones, two touchdown catches here in the first quarter. The first two touchdowns for him in an EKU uniform. And the Colonels with a 13-7 lead, only 32 seconds left in the opening stanza. So, so far the Bulldogs unable to slow down this Eastern Kentucky offensive attack. And, re- and really hadn't been close yet, Luke. No. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at every game. There's been a couple of two and three or four-yard games, but every game's been nine to 15, 18 yards. We've got to definitely do something different to uh, try to stop this offense. Right now, they're just gashing us. Eastern Kentucky averaging nine and a half yards per play. So they average to pick up nearly a first down every time they snap the football right now, two possessions in. Final 32 seconds, first quarter of the Citadel. We'll get it for the third time today, now trailing 13-7 as we exchange scores. And that missed extra point could loom large uh, the longer we go in this battle. As the kickoff is sent left to right towards the end zone, Jalen Adams takes it, drops to a knee, and the Bulldogs will begin at their own 25-yard line. First touchbacks this year for Alexander Wozniak on the kickoffs. Back-to-back touchbacks now for the redshirt senior who transferred in from the University of South Carolina. 
And the Citadel will begin at their own 25-yard line, traveling right to left to wrap up this first quarter, down by six. Wozniak out of Greenville, South Carolina. Redshirt senior. So Rainey heads out onto the field for the Bulldogs. Citadel blue tops, white pants, white helmets. Maybe the final game at this stadium for Rainey in his Citadel career. We don't want to be pessimistic, but he's set to uh, graduate in December. We don't even know if there will be spring football. Who knows what's going to happen. As Rainey takes the snap on first and ten, running to his left with blockers, gets around the corner with a first uh, with a uh, first down across the 35, lowering the helmet and falling ahead to the 37. It's a pickup of 12 for Rainey. Almost like a quarterback, old-time quarterback sweep right there. He tucked it up under his left uh, arm immediately, but Brandon able to turn that corner, pick up the first down. So first and ten for the Bulldogs at their own 37. Final 12 seconds, first quarter with the clock running. Rainey under center, two receivers both to the right. He'll send White in motion to the right side, turns and gives to his B-back, and Wanze turning his back to the defense, back pedals to the 40. And it's a pickup of three more for Nwanze, the redshirt sophomore, starting at the B-back spot today. And that will be the final play of the opening quarter. The Citadel will have a second down at their own 40-yard line after the two, ti- two teams switch sides when we come back. One quarter in the books, and it's Eastern Kentucky leading the Citadel 13-7 to 7, right here on the Citadel Sports Network.